You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. That was wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Hope you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Got to look. Already, I'm on my toes. Right. <laughs> Um, look, I just want to say what an amazing house of God, what an amazing lot of people. And, and uh, you know, we come back again as, and again, as Sarah said, and, and every time are, we are so blessed. And, you know, today being Mother's Day, I mean, if I want to just say anything, just to encourage you about being a mother and... Um, you know, I guess a lot of the dads are doing that role today as well. The only difference is you didn't give birth to them. Yeah, you parted them, but hey, you didn't do that, you know, the push. And so, <laughs> so if, you know, just thinking about where you are at now as a mother. And, um, you know, many as spiritual mothers and you know, it's all the same. Um, you know, I just really want to encourage you to pray, you know, over your generations. And you might be just at the beginning, and whether it be, you know, your natural children, your spiritual children, but just pray and pray, you know, over the generations to come. And uh, those generations that are not yet born, they're not even here yet, but they're ahead of you. And um, pray into that. You know, our Bob and I were in church one day, and I hadn't even thought about it. But suddenly I realized that, you know, Bob and I had become Christians seven years after we were married. And um, so we had a, a couple of little children. And, um, but sitting in church that day with us, just behind us, were four generations of kids that were coming to the house of God because we had given our lives to Jesus. And so we pray every day, not only for our kids, but for our kids' kids and their kids' kids and for the generations yet to be born. You know, God is um, in, the, in, in that stuff, and he's just, he says, I will bless your children for a thousand generations. Oh, wow. Today, I'm going to be speaking from Psalm 145, verses 13 to 20, about are the hand of God and how much God's hand in, is on us in any and every situation. There is never a situation that you're going to be walking through that God is not there walking through that situation are with you. And let's just take a moment to think about that. You know, I just really want you to think about, you know, where is it that God is for you right now? Because the word of God tells us that God's hand is on you. So where is he right now for you? Because God says he's, there, he's here, right here now with you. And I don't know about you, 
But for me, knowing that matters. Because we all know that at times it would seem that we are on this crazy journey. And sometimes it's like life doesn't even make sense. It all seems too hard. You know, especially when we find ourselves facing challenges that we didn't expect to face. And recently, my husband Barbie had a, he's a very strong, fit man, but he had a massive heart attack. And um, I'm looking at him when suddenly I can see that he is in extreme pain. And uh, it's very clear that something was happening right now that had never happened before. And for me, there was definitely an element of uncertainty, of fear, because this didn't look good. And I knew he was having a heart attack. So I ring the ambulance, but the odds were against him because we had this very, very steep drive. And the ambulance could not get up the drive. And uh, you can drive up our drive, but if, if you're walking and you're counting, it's going to take 92, 92 steps. And um, so this, you know, was a little bit of a problem right here. Finally, they get him down the drive and onto a bed. They are now transferring him from the car to the ambulance when the, the device that's attached to him, you know the one with all the plugs um, that's attached to it and the plugs were attached to him? Well, that one that is actually keeping him alive right now, it actually drops to the ground. Bang. And um, they pick it up. And they put it back on the bed. Then they attempt to put him in the ambulance. But because our drive is on a, a, a hill, they put this bed into the ambulance, which has wheels on it. So the bed just goes flying toward the front seat and bang. At this point, thoughts are running through my head. Will he live? Or will he die? And yet in the midst of all of that, there was this incredible knowledge that God's hand was on him. And this understanding that the peace of God was with me in a way that went beyond anything that I'd ever known before. And God's words tells us that when we call on God, we will find that peace. Yet this is a heart attack that apparently not many people come out of. And the reality for you and me is that every morning we face a new day with new possibilities, right? You know, with the hope that today will be a good day and that we will see God's hand on us. So this day was definitely, definitely not what I expected. We're at the bottom of the drive. I meant to be in the ambulance with Barb. But now the ambulance man is telling me that I can't be. 
And next minute, they close the doors on me. So I'm thinking, this is serious. And they take off. The bells are ringing. And I said, got in the car with my daughter. And I said, keep up with the ambulance. And she said, Mom, today, it's more important than we get to the hospital alive than we keep up with that ambulance, right? <laughs> okay, Sarah. <laughs> but now there's more thoughts running through my head. Like, is this the end? Will they get him to the hospital in time? Can I trust that God will bring him through? And the answer to that question was, yes, I could. And I know that if he hadn't made it, it would have been a different story, a different day, a different kind of trust. But I am ever so thankful that I didn't have to walk that path this day. But what do you do when everything goes wrong, as sometimes it does? Or life suddenly spins out of control, as we know it can. And there are no answers. What do we do then? And where do we put our trust? Can I suggest that we put our trust in God? Because whatever it is that you're going through today, he has got this and he has got you. And God is faithful. He is the one, if you will let him, who will bring peace and hope into your situation if that's what you need right now. And we so need that peace. You need that peace. I need that peace. We need hope. You need it. I need it. Because we face issues on a daily basis. You face them. I face them. And sometimes they're as simple as getting the kids off to school or losing your car keys. How many times have I done that? My goodness. Or maybe it's a flat tire. Or deleting your notes. Something else that I am really good at doing. <laughs> However, after having lost about five of my sermons that I'm going to be preaching within the next day or two, I figured it out. I'm not doing that anymore. But for some, life is even more difficult, like losing a loved one or coping with a child or a parent that has a drug addiction, losing a job or trying to find one. For others, it's living in an abusive relationship or being diagnosed with a crippling disease. And any one of these can be devastating. And these extremes are sometimes so overwhelming that they can, quest, they can challenge our faith or even cause us to question that God's plans are for good. And let me tell you today, if this is you, it's not over. This is not the end. In Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, we read, for the, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. I tell you what, it doesn't get better than that. 
And you know those words were written for us. They were written to you and to me. They are there to give us strength and to show us that God always watches over us in the same way that a parent, that you as a mother or a father watch over your child. For example, when you as a mom take your child to get an injection from the doctor, they're afraid, right? But you know in your heart that this will only hurt for that moment. And you understand that this needle, as mean as it might look right now, may be the very thing that will save their lives one day. But to the child, this moment feels like the end of the world. They are terrified. Yet once it's over and the pain is gone, you know what just happened? Doesn't even cross their mind. And life goes on. And today my hope is that we all become more aware of the greatness of our God. And just how much his hand is on us. And that he is who he says he is. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is your healer. He is your protector. He is your provider. He is your deliverer. He is your refuge, your strength, and your present help in trouble. So don't ever forget that God's hand is on you. Psalm 145 reminds us of that. It reminds us that God's hand is on us and that God is always with us. Verse 14 tells you that the Lord will uphold you. 15, that he provides for you. 16 is about how God opens his hands and gives you the desires of your heart. 18 talks about how the Lord is near you. 19, how God hears your cry. Verse 20, how he watches over you. This psalm is all about the hand of God on your life and on my life. And yet, let me tell you, there have been times in my life recently when I have wondered if I'd even uh, get through the day or if I would have enough strength or courage to do what needed to be done. Because alongside Barb's heart attack, I had my own health issues that were pretty serious. And um, I tell you what, sometimes I felt afraid. Sometimes I was confused. And I'm sure that we've all known moments like that. You know when we felt afraid, uncertain, and even confused. But in those times, if we go back to the word of God, if we go back to Psalm 145, and if we, we to the understanding that God's hand is on us, then that's what will make the difference. And that's what will change the view. That's what will bring the peace or the hope that you need right now. Because here is our God who created the heavens and the earth saying, I am with you. David knew that. 
You know, David had so much going for him. He was a, the king of Israel, a brilliant general, a courageous warrior, a gifted musician, a songwriter. I mean, he was wealthy. He was powerful. And yet this mighty man, this warrior, this king, has times where he cries out to God again and again and again. Because there were times when David faced some pretty big challenges. Like when he fought the lion and the bear. How about when he faced Goliath who wanted to wipe him out? King King Saul wanted him dead. His own son plotted against him. David faced some terrible things, but through it all, David had learned that he could trust his God. So how about us? Because we also face challenges. And the giants in our lives may be different to David's, but I tell you what, some of our giants can feel just as big. COVID, unemployment. Debt, divorce, discouragement, despair, sickness, a rebellious teenager, addiction, back pain. Oh, my word, how many of us know how debilitating that back pain can be? And I want to tell you, if you've got back pain here today, and it's that, you know, I'd, I'd love to pray for you at the end of the service because I tell you what, I have seen Hundreds of people with back pain, and I have seen God remove it. But the list can go on and on. But if we choose to, if we choose to, we can do what David did, which was to cry out to God. And if we do what David did, then we're going to see God the way David saw him. You know, these stories in this book are about real people who went through real stuff. But in their moment of pain, they found God. These stories, they aren't made up. They are real. David faced betrayal, heartache, the loss of a child. But in that mix, he found that God's hand was on him. So I want to encourage you today to take time to read these stories in this word of God because they are written for you and me to pull faith from when we face our own set of challenges. And if we meditate on this word, which is the same today, yesterday, today, which is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then we will see God the way David saw him. Because this book is alive. It pulsates with life, God's life. It pulsates with power. This is not a dead book. This book is filled with power. It's filled with passion. It's filled with faith. And if you read this book, it speaks to you. It gets into your bones. It gets into your soul. 
in Hebrews 4 and verse 12, it tells us that it is sharper, that it's living, that it's active, that it's sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the bone. It even divides soul and spirit and judges our joints and marrows and judges the attitudes of the heart. Let me tell you, this book, it gets right into you and it touches the depth of your being like nothing else does. Because this book, it's filled with power. God's power. And if you read this book, what will happen is your soul will be encouraged. Your hope will be restored. You will feel things shift and exchange will take place. You will feel it. And you will begin to carry something of God that you've never carried before. So don't go out of here without touching the life-giving, supernatural, Holy Spirit, power of God that changes things. So my question is, if you are in the middle of a battle today, will you trust God? Or will you trust in your own efforts, your own resources? Will you look to other people to lead you, to guide you, to rescue you, to protect you? Is your reliance on the best doctors, the best nurses, the wisest counselors, the best researchers? Or will you trust God to be your refuge and your strength and your present help in trouble? Don't get me wrong. We need doctors. We need nurses. We need counselors. We need resources, networks. We need other people to help us always. And like I just said, you know, recently Barb had a massive heart attack. One they call a widow maker. You know, every doctor and nurse that walked into that room and spoke to us said that they could count on one hand throughout their whole um, medical walk that they could count on one hand how many people had survived this type of heart attack. So Bob wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for the doctors, the nurses, the ambulance men, the hospital staff, the network, the resource of medical information that surrounded him. But in our heart of hearts, you know when the fat hits the fan, as we know it can, where is our trust? Where is our confidence when there are no answers? That's when we have this incredible privilege to go beyond the, the natural realm as we know it to be and to tap into the supernatural. And today, you know, it may be that you feel that you've got nothing left on the inside. Your energy, your strength is gone. You don't know how you're going to get through because it feels like all the odds are st stacked against you. Then know and understand this, that God,
is here with you. When David faced turbulence times, these were the words that David penned on paper for us. In Psalm 18, verse 7, uh, seven times, sorry, in one verse, David says, The Lord is my strength, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my refuge, my shield, and my stronghold. Here David is saying, That's God, that's my God, that's who God has been to me. And I can say, as David did, That's God. That's my God. That is who God has been to me. Just in closing, let's look at Psalm 46 and verse 1. Because this psalm begins with these words. God is your refuge, your strength, your present help in trouble. And this psalm speaks of a time of turbulence and upheaval, of fear and uncertainty. Yet in verse 10, God says, be still and know that I am God. And the thing is, there are mountains being moved into the the sea. There's tumultuous stuff going on here. I don't know if that is physical, emotional, psychological, or is this an earthquake? I don't know. But what was happening here In the midst of that tumultuous time, God says, don't worry. Be still enough. Be still, because I am with you. So let's take a hold of those words. Because when life feels like it's spinning out of control, then this is the time to be still enough. And to hear God say, no, no. I am the Almighty. Know that I am the universe. Know that I am your God and my hand is on you. Father, I thank you for these amazing people that are here in front of us today. And I'm asking you today to take hold of their hand and to lead them, to guide them into their future. I ask you, Jesus, to watch over them, to protect them, to be all around about them, Lord, as I know you are. All the days of their lives. Will you give them insight and understanding? Will you give them strategies that go beyond anything that these men and women have ever known before? May you bring breakthrough. May you lead them step by step. May they sense your hand strongly upon their lives. Father, will you release an abundance where they know what it is to lend and not borrow. Father God, you bless their lives. May you bless them that others may be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.